This is the Laughing Mind Podcast. And now your host, Ethan Tuxel. Well, welcome everyone to the first gap Jesus Christ, the first guest episode of the Laughing Mind Podcast. I'm here with my dear friend Krista Boyer. Uh Welcome, Dr. Thank- Krista Boyer. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> You're welcome for the welcome. I'm going to call you doctor a lot today. Oh, okay. To well, make you build your self-confidence Thank up. you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I need it because I have this microphone that's pointing at me like a gun. Yeah. Right. And- <laughs> yeah. No, you should feel defensive right now. I, I am. I am. Yeah. So just a little bit about Krista and we'll get into it. Krista and I met when I went to Chatham to get my master's. Uh, she is a professor at Chatham University in their their counseling department. Um, she's also a licensed psychologist. She does forensic testing for the county, right? Yeah, a little bit for the county, for children and youth services. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's like going into homes and, right, like seeing... What what's you, well, t- so tell they, me what that is? No, so I they I meet with them. I do testing on them and typically mm-hmm. um, give an opinion. Um, sometimes with older adults, it's on are they capacitated or not. Mm. Um, with CYS, it's usually just evaluating the parents and then giving my um, testimony in court. Yeah. And kind of guiding that process yeah mm-hmm. i've never been called into court and i'm so grateful because that sounds like a lot to be like a wit and i know you've done yeah. it a lot so mm-hmm. maybe it feels different now but it's getting better it's getting easier yeah, yeah. I, I actually have a funny story about that yeah I go do. for it so you know with all of covid um we've been doing a lot of call-in um testimony right right so Right at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm in my office. I, I get sworn in, and as soon as I'm sworn in, I look down and I see a bug. So I just <laughs> see one bug, and then there's two, and then there's three, uh-huh. and then there's like a swarm. And wait, I'm wait, like, "Where are you?" <laughs> in my office. <laughs> okay. So this is like, it. It was like. April, you know, spring. Yeah. So, you know, everything's coming out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, yes, your honor. No, your honor. As I'm like (laughs) (laughs) gingerly. Right. Killing these bugs. And I'm like horrified, but trying to, you know, stay on point and um, stay focused. And and they just keep coming and they keep coming. And, you know, I make it through the testimony somehow. Yeah. And then the minute I hang up, I run from my office screaming, there's a bug attack in my (laughs) office. Somebody, someone help, help. (laughs) And so I, a colleague came down and, and she like, you know, talked me off the ledge. Um, Someone came with some raid. So then we like, I, we, I, I get one of their bodies and we perform. Yes. What kind of bug is this? So, so we basically like then did an autopsy. So I guess <laughs> you can add that to my list of qualifications. An, an amateur uh, bug. I don't know. A, yeah. Medical doing, examiner. Medical examiner. Yeah. Coroner. Yeah. Coroner. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I, 
I get the tiniest of body bags for this thing. Sure, right. You know, but anyway, so I we we like look it up and I thought it was a flying ant. So okay. I start looking, you know, but then I realize it didn't have the 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 amount of body segments for an ant. So wow. it was actually a flying centipede or not a flying oh. centipede, a flying um termite. Oh. So but in my research, right. I I I discover that it's normal in buildings to have these swarms of termites. They yeah. Just kind of come out and only live for about thirty minutes. Oh wow! And That's just a die on their own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think thirty minutes would be all right because you don't have enough time to realize that anything, right? You're just kind right. of doing, and then you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know. So I was really happy they chose me for. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 30- funny because like your top half is calm, right? You're like mm-hmm. presenting, and then mm-hmm. your bottom half is just like going <laughs> berserk. <laughs> If only they knew. If only they knew. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. I think that part of why I want to do this podcast is because I think that the back end of any industry is no one knows about unless you're in it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much strangeness and funniness that goes on for us. And it's enormous. Like you doing that could be different than people who go into homes, mental health mm-hmm. folks. Uh, you got residential. There's just mm-hmm. like the the experience in our field is so wide. And you've done a lot mm-hmm. of it. You've, you've mm-hmm. done drug and alcohol, residential. I know that you've done a lot with trauma. Like you've mm-hmm. really worked across the board. You have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, just so people kind of know when we met, I remember I've been in school for a couple semesters and I remember think like when I met you, the professors there are great. There's a lot of people there who I really liked, mm-hmm. but I remember being like, this is different. Like you are funny you like don't take yourself seriously and that's Mm -hmm. very obvious and you don't take yourself too seriously Mm -hmm. there's like a clear sense of like levity about Mm -hmm. the whole experience Mm -hmm. which is such a breath of fresh air in that environment because people are take themselves so seriously Mm -hmm. with our type of people right right thank you i appreciate that it was always you were always a bright spot in class because i feel like our energy um we we matched energy and it was always nice to have someone there laughing at my jokes thank you for that hey i'm a good audience you are you really are so but but yeah i think it's the work that we do is so heavy and you have to have that lightness you you can't take yourself too seriously And I think it's important, especially in the classroom, you know, students come in um, with this idea of having to do things perfectly or, you know, the imposter syndrome that we all struggle with. And the more pressure we're under, the less productive we are. And we're not, yeah, we're we're not as good at, at our job. So I think it's, it's so important to approach life with a sense of playfulness. Yeah. Because whenever you you're having fun um, and sort of calm, then your best self comes out. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I I love that, and I think like I don't know if you experienced the like rescuer syndrome of like I have to you know I feel like a lot of people who go into our field feel like we have to save the world, mm-hmm. we have to fix pain, we have mm-hmm. to plug the holes, and um. Which isn't a bad thing because that's usually people who are compassionate. Mm-hmm. But we also come in thinking like, oh, we can do so much. And the more I've been in the field, the more I'm like, we really are not that not that we're not we're not powerless, but it's a lot of just witnessing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of witnessing mm-hmm. where people are mm-hmm. and not saving the day. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Right. And just letting letting unfold whatever needs to unfold yeah. and holding that and you know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
one thing I wanted to ask you right off the bat, because the part of why I'm doing this is because I think comedy and mental health are, there's so much overlap Mm -hmm. Um, and humor and like psychology. I Mm -hmm. think that there's a lot there. Um, And in your work, you see crazy shit that most people don't see on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. What you see in a week, some people might see in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So how have you, how has humor been like a release valve or how Mm -hmm. has that played into your ability to stay sane and to stay Mm -hmm. happy? Right, right. So I think it's so important. First of all, um, like I don't watch the news. Yeah, you know, like shows like Grey's Anatomy. Like <laughs> you can't like you. That's your life when yes. you're a therapist. So it's not good then to come home and 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 see or have to witness more negative things. So I think first of all, just to have a good balance, yeah. it's it's important to have. I'm always looking for something that's going to make me laugh. Um, and so the, the things that I consume, um, through social media or, or shows or things Mm -hmm. like that, I'm always looking for something that's going to make me laugh. Um, but I also think just, it's so important to, um, I, I mentioned before I, you and I talked before, I really am into self-compassion. Yeah. And I think one of one of the components of self-compassion is that common humanity piece where you recognize life is really hard yeah. and it, it's hard for everyone. And so if you woke up every day and said, oh, life is hard, I need to just, you know, take this really seriously. That's that's just not going to be fun. Yeah. And so I I always start every day thinking, how can I be p- playful today? How can I make this day fun? Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, when I need to be serious in sessions, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've had some jokes not land in sessions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but like, yeah, it's not all a joke, mm-hmm. obviously. Like you're holding people's pain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever level of domestic abuse you know sexual abuse you like you're witnessing that and that's not the time to joke yeah right 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 <laughs> right but but you can you know ha- try to have some lightness throughout your day yeah, yeah. and so i think that's important and i also think it's important to be playful and i think that's what you mentioned before in yeah. the classroom we have to be playful and fun in the classroom mm-hmm. i never think i never want the students in my class to feel stressed yes. because they're not going to learn yeah and so i really just think it's important to be playful to have fun mm-hmm. um i think that brings out people's best self yes and you know when you think of friends i think that i have a group of friends and my, my sister and my brother-in-law they're all really funny yeah and so that's the other outlet i have it's just like people in my life that i love to laugh with yeah. and i know like if, if i am having a tough week i know i'm gonna see them at the end of the week and that's yeah that nice release totally yeah totally. yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i i am totally agree with that and i think you know we talk about like who's your support system so much and mm-hmm. you know when we're talking with clients and school and all that stuff and i feel like if you don't have a place to just be silly then <clears throat> you're just carrying that around with you if it doesn't you know have a way out of you and that's not just being a therapist that's anybody if mm-hmm. you don't have a way to be um i mean like a child in mm-hmm. a lot of ways right it's just yeah. like i don't have to be taking i don't have to be thinking about 
how the world is ne- like negative or complex or mm-hmm. we can just make some poop jokes or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it disarms people. Yes. And I think that's important to, you know, even as a therapist to show that we're not perfect. We're not. Yeah. Preach we it. can have fun. Yeah. Um, When you think about people you choose that you want to be around you, mm-hmm. it's probably people that you have fun with. Yes. That can make you laugh. It's not... Because they're the perfect person. Yeah. Unless you're a narcissist. Sure. And, you know, you don't, you probably don't really want to be their friend because it, it would be a one-sided friendship. Right. So. They're less than you anyway. But no <laughs> one says, I am I love this person because they're perfect. Yeah. You know, you don't feel comfortable with someone that, that, that presents this air of perfection or flawlessness. So um, I think it's... Th- it, it helps people to feel comfortable. Yeah. And that is the, I, I feel like that's a, an ingredient for a good therapeutic relationship. Totally. When I, I, like, I started improv comedy about the same time as I started do like going into school for mental health. And that was one of the, the key things is like, you're going to fail. You're going to, in the sense of like, you're going to say something that doesn't land or mm-hmm. you're going to misunderstand something. And that like, that practice for me has been so good because I don't know why every single one of us has this perfection bent. There's, mm-hmm. I feel like there's some part of being a person we can't not create an ideal. And so if you don't recognize that part of you, you're right. You're going to wake up every day and be like, Oh fuck, I have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and how exhausting it, no matter who you are, but especially if you have to go in and, talk to people every day who are hurting Mm -hmm. right right how can you let your guard down with someone yeah yeah it's it's the same you know you walk into somewhere that seems like perfect everything's perfectly placed yeah how can you can you relax in an environment like that no 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 so you you know you gotta yeah you gotta be able to make it light and yeah own the flaws yeah Mm -hmm. and i think i'm usually suspicious of people who are like that because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're hiding what are something. They hiding? Yeah. Uh, but I do think that people get that from like, I remember going into class. It is disarming mm-hmm. being, being able to show your vulnerability and be okay with that and be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, is so that just, that that's, it's like a warm fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, I think that that's true in the one-on-one therapeutic relationship is mm-hmm. you feel it. Yeah. 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 It, it, it gets in the way and you're not comfortable then it's just not going to work out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so one thing I was thinking about that's so strange in our field is like a lot of people who are therapists have never been to therapy. Right. Why yeah. is that? I, I'm not sure. Cause I am all about dumping my stuff onto <laughs> someone else. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's really helpful, yes. you know, and we, we're taking in so much, so I, 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 I think it, it's it feels good to to have someone that you can go to and just kind of put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's why that's a big part of why I got mm-hmm. into this field is because I felt that thing, mm-hmm. and I felt that that non judgmental kindness and that support, and then it was like, all right, I don't have to see you all week. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I still go, and mm-hmm. when we met. I was in your group therapy class mm-hmm. and I, I skipped the last week because I was going to a month long program for my own depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember you were so kind about mm-hmm. that. And, but like that, 
I, I think that it's a disservice to not say like, we are a mess mm-hmm. as people. Too. We're, we're, we're real. We feel things yeah. too. We're, yeah, we have our own ups and downs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's it. Yeah. We're all human. We all have em- emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we f- flip to the other side, when you're on, when you're on the therapist side, not getting the therapy, how have you seen humor or comedy be a source of people's healing or a, being a part of that? I think there's some clients that I have, um, you know, I use the via strength inventory. Yep. Um, maybe we can put that in the show notes for people. Yeah, 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 yeah. to take. Can you um, say a little bit about it? Yeah. So so basically um, it comes from positive psychology and it's a, it's a, an inventory that helps people identify their strengths. Right. And it's important to, to be aware of our strengths because things that we do well tend to function function outside of our conscious awareness oh so because of the negativity bias Mm -hmm. you know we focus more on unfinished things or things we don't do so well right and so first of all kind of having an awareness of our strengths helps us um to remember we're good at some things right you know it's really really important to keep those things at the forefront and what we know about people that know what their strengths are if they use them actively. So if you identify signature strengths and use them actively Mm. throughout the week Mm -hmm. intentionally, those people have higher levels of happiness. That's what the research shows. So, um, it can just really enhance our sense of well-being. Yeah. And so one of the the strengths that are on the that is on the via is humor. Yeah. And so that's one of my top five. Yeah, it's yes, my, it's my yes. number one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real setup for me, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's true. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That like that kn- knowing that about yourself as a client or as a person of being like, oh, this is a positive part of mm-hmm. me. This like. Being able to exercise that, being able to know that that's not just like, I feel like you're right. That negative bias, is that like a survival mechanism that you've seen? Is that like... So it's something that kept us, I always say it kept us alive back when we lived in caves, Right. you know, so you saw like a stick and thought, well, that's a a snake. Ah, stay away, run. Um, You know, kept us alive. But now we don't live with as many threats, but we're still feeling like there's tons of threats out there. So um, we have to consciously be aware of that and keep that in check. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes I think of that as like we're almost trying to consciously shift how we're evolving. Mm-hmm. Like, w- like I don't think there's any other animal that can consciously recognize, oh, that's fear. And it's actually firing off in a way that isn't helping me. And what do I do with that? You know, how, how can I recognize those things, but then give, you know, my own sense of self and my strengths its day mm-hmm. because that like that is we know that that's our brain's bent is to go to what's wrong with me what's mm-hmm. wrong with my life mm-hmm. what's wrong with the people around me mm-hmm. rather than recognize and i feel like gratitude those is those good things yes yeah yeah gratitude is so important that's one of my top 5 5 as nice. well yeah. yeah yeah so so one of the ways i i always give my clients the via and so if i know that they have humor yeah. then I, then i get really excited cuz yeah. i'm like well this is going to be fun cuz i know they're going to be receptive to it Right. And of course, you know, I'm always assessing and with with some people might not be a big part of the therapy, but um, I think it's it's such a good rapport builder. Yeah. And there's clients that I have that I've 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 worked with, you know, for a long time and we develop these inside jokes, Yeah, you know, and I, I just think 
when you have that, that speaks so much for the quality of the therapeutic relationship. And, you know, that's what's most important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a, a guy in his 20s who um, we were talking about, like, just like basic needs, how mm-hmm. sometimes it's not this complex. What did my mother do to me when mm-hmm. he was four or mm-hmm. like. You, you know we we try and plumb these depths and it's like and i told him i was like sometimes just eat a fucking sandwich and mm-hmm. he laughed and he laughed and, he, and that stuck with him mm-hmm. uh and i thought it was pretty funny and some of my clients go berserk when i swear they love it they're mm-hmm. like oh it's like my because teacher. they think yeah right 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 yeah <laughs> and i don't know it with everybody because you know if that's not where you have at, to match yeah right match. right you gotta just yeah mm-hmm. but i think even in session um i've had sessions where you know someone had kind of gone through the whole gamut of emotions with um you, you know being very tearful and sad um having some anxiety but we also where appropriate there might be some some room for laughter in there too and i think that that can help balance and lighten things up when it when it need when you know as needed yeah and as appropriate yeah Mm -hmm. if you if we zoom out a little bit like collectively right now obviously you know the time we're in is very strange Mm -hmm. very divided very intense um i mean everything that's happened during Mm -hmm. covid Mm -hmm. um so how do you see humor's role in that on a more like societal level with like, you know, you turn on the news and talk about like a trauma response. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, do, how do you see that maybe playing into how we can not, I don't know, just get lost in this thing. Yeah. Get sucked in. I, I, I guess I, I just feel like again, just having a lightness about it, being able to laugh about certain things, not taking things too seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Which is, mm-hmm. I feel like what's tricky about that is like, uh, <laughs> I've off, you know, when someone comes up to you on the street and is like asking for a donation mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, Hey, um, you know, uh, have this cause, you know, like we're getting the salmon out of this stream, putting them into mm-hmm. this stream. I've always wanted to like bring out my own clipboard. Like, yeah, I'll give you 10 bucks. Uh, yeah. If you give me $10 <laughs> yeah. for yeah. my thing. Um, because there's so much there's to care so about. Much. Yeah, there's an endless amount mm-hmm. of people saying you should care about mm-hmm. this thing. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying we shouldn't. It's not, you know, but, you know, I think that's what's so exhausting. Where do we draw the line? Yeah. 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 And so I just think it's fun to just step back, take it all in and not, you know, yeah, laugh where you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my girlfriend, uh, Morgan, she really likes this comedian, Hassan Minaj. Mm-hmm. He has this show called The Patriot Act on mm-hmm. Netflix. And one of the things he said was like, it's impossible to care about everything. Mm-hmm. That bandwidth is just not there. Yeah. But if you are able to pick one or two things and that's what we're all doing, then that like let that be enough, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's just. Uh, yeah. And I, and I compassion fatigue is real. Oh and I gosh, think yeah. for therapists, it's important to um, like I I. I say this in class, you might have heard me say this. I always say, don't tell people what you do for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Because we, and, and that, that's also why I check in with everyone and say, what do you do for fun? What are we watching on Netflix? Um, Because we can't, we need to have a life outside of what we do. This is too much. It's, we can't care all of the time. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I, I, 
I was sick of going to dinner parties and like hearing about someone's marital problems. Like the minute I, so I, 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 or also people assuming that I'm mind reading them. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. The, the yes, psychoanalyzing. Yes. Right. 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 Um, so I just tell people, you know, if I'm analyzing you, you will get a bill tomorrow because <laughs> right. I don't like to work for free. Right. Right. Um, I draw the line at that, but I, yeah, I think it, it, we can't of course i care about things but if i if i cared so much about everything all of the time i wouldn't have the emotional resources to be present for my clients right and and again that's why it is so important to have that balance um and that sense of humor yeah. and to to just be have mindless fun yeah sometimes yeah yeah mm-hmm. you don't have to be solving things figuring things out advocating 100 yeah. percent of the mm-hmm. time and i i feel like I remember when I heard the word permission in regards to mental health like five or 10 years ago and being like, you have the permission to feel what you're feeling. You have the permission to not care about everything, uh, to lie at dinner parties and mm-hmm. to, to be silly. Like that to me was a huge because I feel like a lot of people haven't been told that in their lives mm-hmm. and not that we have the authority to give permission. Mm-hmm. But I'll say that a lot of time to clients is like, you know, you have the permission to be angry mm-hmm. at your grandfather for just, you know, mm-hmm. always making peanut butter and jelly without the jelly. Mm-hmm. Like that's shitty of him. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You can be angry about that. And I feel like so many people don't green light themselves to do that, mm-hmm. to, to be off sometimes mm-hmm. to be, to be where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take a take a break. Take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to say is anytime, you know, Chris and I are both practicing, anytime we have other people on who are working with clients, if we talk about clients, we're going to do something called de-identifying mm-hmm. because it is not fair to anybody seeing a therapist worrying like, oh shit, am I getting talked about? Mm-hmm. So um, just want all of you guys listening to know that that is important to us. That confidentiality is important. Um, so, but I did want to ask if there are any funny stories that you can think of, especially in regards Mm -hmm. to your own, like how you've acted or things like that. Uh, so, so this is one that I I like to share with the class because I, I think you mentioned, I will tell my students, you know, I am not perfect. I'm, you know, I try my very best. Mm But I make mistakes and I think it's important for them to know that their professors have made mistakes and, you know, th- we don't know everything. Therapists don't know everything. We're, we're trying, yeah. but we're all human. Yeah. Um, but so back in the day when I was a counseling student, when we walked to therapy, our, our um, internships mm-hmm. and, t- you know, 10 feet of snow. <laughs> right. Uphill. Uh, uphill. Three ways. Yeah. Um, yes. So back when I was a student, I um, was working at, at, at this counseling center and, you know, was feeling like, oh, I have to do a really good job here, yeah. you know, and I really, you know, was wanting to 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 just do a good job. And I think that's what most counseling students feel. Yeah. You know, they th- there's all that pressure. So I, I had this client that... Um, at the it was it was this person's very first time in therapy. Mm-hmm. They had never gone to therapy before and this person was very nervous. And um at the end of the session, I the first session, I I gestured to open the door uh-huh. and they misread the gesture and thought I was going in for a hug. Right. <laughs> right. And so I 
I hug them, and you know, therapists are very hands off. Yes, we we don't touch. No. We're not, like it's we're so opposite of of nurses or like yeah. I don't I don't really touch. And and actually, I I'm not a, much of a handshaker either. And so I'm kind of hoping that 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 goes away. You know. <laughs> That was one of the things I liked with with the pandemic. I'm I'm trying to bring the bowel. Oh, into, the bowel. The bowel. I into, like that. Yeah, yeah. Into um, into practice. But um, yeah. So we don't touch. Right. No. So I'm like, as as I'm, that this hug goes down. Yeah. Like there, there's this inner voice inside of me, like screaming, like, oh my gosh yeah. like, like we don't touch oh my gosh what like what 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 is this you know i'm catastrophizing um and then it set a norm so <laughs> <laughs> because it's that's their first time they're like first I guess therapist time. hug so i'm thinking oh my gosh uh, so every session at the end, it would it would happen like there would be the, it was so obvious that it was completely awkward. And and I'm like thinking, uh, like, what do I do with this? And it became this this like the more <laughs> the more the hug happened at the end, <laughs> the harder it was to stop. It right. was like, a you know, trying to stop a freight train. Yeah. So. And then I'm in my head like, oh, my gosh, I'm only here temporarily as a student what if this client sees one of the other therapists here, one of the tenured therapists here, and and after I'm done and 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 is like, well, Krista always hugs. Yeah. And, and like, what are they gonna think? I'm gonna be like, you know, dismissed from the field. Yeah. Because we don't really do that, well, you know. And I like like this this is not that, but I remember getting told 5% of therapists sleep with their clients mm. that it's like a statistic that's way too mm-hmm. high. So just that, yeah, that's a rational that's fear. We, like, Oh my God, don't, I don't. Yeah. No yeah. Touching, we don't no want to, we don't want to invite any. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I understand, you know, some people are a little more touchy feely than me. I'm not right. saying that you can't hug. Yeah. Sure, you know, of sure. course, you know, there's, there's times and time and a place for that, but not as a general goodbye. Yeah, that's a little too much. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little weird. So um, I'm I'm like horrified, thinking, oh my god, I'm done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my career, <laughs> my career is over over this stupid hug. Yeah, and I wasn't even trying to hug in the first place. I was just trying to open the door. But I I I felt you know I didn't want to embarrass the person. Yeah, and so finally I I bit the bullet and like <laughs> talked it through in supervision. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, then I you know I I developed. The hug was awkward, but but I developed a nice relationship with this client. Yeah, yeah. And so we ended up eventually talking about it, and we made it therapeutic. Good. Um, and I think it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. It's so important for us to own own our stuff. And yeah. like I I made a mistake, and I you know I didn't want the, want this person to think like I didn't want to embarrass them. Yeah. And say I you you know I was just trying to open the door. Like yeah. I didn't want to shame them. Well, like so, rejection. Right. Right. Like, I don't right. Touch you so anymore. you know there's <laughs> so much to unpack with this hug. Like it could have been interpreted in so many different ways. Yeah. Um. So you know all of that stuff is going through my head, but I I think. And they were relieved too, because then it got to the point where we were both like, "This is awkward, but we're still doing it." So, um, because it wasn't even like a like it was like, (laughs) 
Were you patting him like, on the back? Kind of like a, yeah, it was just, you know. Yeah. Was yeah. there any like noises when you were like, mm, <laughs> I, All I could hear was the screaming inside of my head. Well, sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Are you a germaphobe? I am. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, I sort of am. So that's probably also why I'm yeah. like good with no handshakes. And, right. You know, I was really happy that that was one of the positive things of the pandemic for yes. me. Everyone else was following the st- sanitary practices that you that, were already that at. Were my nor- <laughs> that were my normal <laughs> baseline. Right. right. So I felt real comfortable out there in the world, yeah. you know, during the pandemic, love seeing everybody wipe everything down. And yeah, yeah. but no, that's it. Yeah, that's part of why I'm like, OK, we'll just like do the bow. Do the and, bow. Mm-hmm. You and Fauci, man. He was yeah. like, let's never shake hands again. Yeah. In society. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I like a handshake. I don't, I don't want to hug everybody, but I like mm-hmm. a handshake. A good firm handshake. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I remember I had a... a a therapist who um like would it was every single time we would shake hands like it was mm. part of the ritual oh. which wasn't it was fine it was just like uh it, it felt formal mm-hmm. like that that actually made uh, it feel it, like too yeah. formal mm-hmm. um but she also she helped me a lot but there was also some you know some people you can work with with some stuff and then you're like gotta move on yeah yeah right 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 mm-hmm. but uh yeah i uh I know what you mean. And going into people, I I did family based, Mm -hmm. which family based therapy in Allegheny County. And I don't know if it's true everywhere is like you go into their homes and my God, is that a different thing? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you become part of the family. You do? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to. Yeah. I think that takes a certain kind of you. You have to have a good sense of humor. You have to be very adaptable. (laughs) I, yeah i can't tell you how many times like you know we're sitting there trying to talk about you know how they relate to their children or mm-hmm. discipline and it's like well someone's making dinner yeah. there's laundry in mm-hmm. there you know one of the kids uncle is, jim's knocking on the door oh, yeah um yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know one of the babies in. needs to be changed mm-hmm. it's just like i i honestly hated it mm-hmm. it was so stressful mm-hmm. not that there wasn't good in it but it was just like I don't, I don't know how we're going to get anywhere. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag to say Mm -hmm. the least, but Mm -hmm. you do need a sense of humor because I'll, I'll tell a story from that, which was just all on me. So you, you learn quickly what you can and can't do in homes. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I didn't know about, you know, I went, me and my partner, because yours with a partner, family-based uh, we were going to go into this uh, woman's home and she had several kids and I needed to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So I go into the bathroom and I didn't have to pee. So, you know, I do what I needed to do and I start looking around and I'm like, there's no toilet paper in here. Oh. There's no paper towels in here. There isn't anything. There's nothing in here to, to help me finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, and I'm like, they're downstairs. I have to go downstairs and be a therapist after this. And so you use your imagination. I figured it out, but it was just like so weird. And I, and I couldn't say anything to them. And I, it was just like this embarrassing, 
weird like i just got my masters i'm like trying to feel like a big man and i'm like i'm just using my hand it was terrible oh my god it was awful so so you don't use the bathroom you you find a bathroom you you hold it you withhold liquids yeah (laughs) starve yourself do whatever you gotta do uh bring a bring a shovel for the backyard you just it was awful Mm -hmm. it was so uh and they didn't last super long in therapy, but <laughs> maybe that w- maybe they didn't want it to last, and so they before you came, they stripped the bathroom down of everything, put some bugs we'll, in there. We'll get rid of this guy. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. won't last. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. god, that 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 was their form of resistance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is just because you are you naturally are a funny person. So, do you ever like find yourself when you're alone? Do you ever try and make yourself laugh? Like, are things that you do? So I, d- I do. Um, I guess when I'm alone, I'll think of. I'll just think about stuff and giggle. Yeah. Actually, when you were getting set up up here, I was. I was with a a, a really fun group of friends last night, uh-huh. and I was just looking through the pictures from the night. Yeah. And it was making. I was giggling downstairs. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me. I heard some giggles. Um. So and I. 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 I yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. That is truly my therapy, and yeah. so that's why I think it's important to surround yourself with funny people. Oh my god! Yeah, um, because then you have those moments that you can think of, and it, and it can really make you laugh. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the funny group from yeah, last night, I, I have to tell you this. Yeah. I should have told you before we started, but you know, I really wanted to get some street cred with them. So I I'm, I announced last night, I'm, I'm going to be taping a podcast tomorrow. Yeah. So they're all like, oh, what's it about? And and I said, you know, it's it's um, about comedy and therapy. And the guy that's interviewing me, he does stand up. And they're like, is it Dave Chappelle? <laughs> And, and so I, <laughs> I didn't want to let them down. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so everyone thinks could, I'm Dave Chappelle. I, yeah. So can we like, you know, work that into the intro some, somewhere? Yeah. And so if I, you know, I, I, I was supposed to mention if I refer to you as Dave. Oh my God. Cause I can't let them down no, right. because, you know, I got the street cred by being on the podcast. <laughs> and then if I would have said, no, it's not Dave Chappelle, it would have canceled it out. So right, right. I have to keep that going. Yeah. Uh, so for the next few, however many years I do this for, I'm going to have to pretend I'm Dave Chappelle yes, for you. to I'm prop sorry. up. No, I'm it's sorry. okay. This it's is okay. another one of those hug situations. You know, we've got a norm started. We can't. Yeah. yeah can't turn mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I would love uh, that would propel my career forward quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I think he's a bit out of my league. Uh, that's so funny <laughs> that they thought that like, first of all, I'm pretty confident he doesn't have a podcast. Second of all, he's like the biggest name in comedy. It's like him, Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, you know, Bill Burr. So, so I, I love that they think they, that highly of you. Oh, that's yeah, such a compliment. They, they <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I mm-hmm. love that. So I'm sitting here with Dave. Yeah, in my house. Mm-hmm. Dave, Dave Chappelle. That's a terrible <laughs> impression of Dave. Um, one of the things I used to do more often when I worked downtown is uh, to make myself laugh. If I saw a car coming, mm-hmm. I start walking strangely, and mm-hmm. I don't look at them. Mm-hmm. I'll just start like kind of moving my mm-hmm. legs out wide or like kicking them up, and I don't look at them because I want them to not know. 
are they doing this for me or are they just doing this? Mm-hmm. And I want that question to burn them for the rest it's of the day. It just like gives you such satisfaction to so know fun. someone's like out there thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. an unsolved problem right, for them right. for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. Mm-hmm. What was Dave Chappelle doing mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh why walking was like he that? Walking? First, why was he in Pittsburgh? Is yeah. he filming a movie? Yeah. No, he's at Krista's house doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and why is he walking that way? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's an enigma. He is an enigma. Do you watch his stuff? No, I I haven't really he's unbelievable Mm -hmm. but he's one of those guys that i I know shows yeah yeah. well right obviously Mm -hmm. the Chappelle show Mm -hmm. but his he's like that's something that i think is so interesting about humor is like the translation of the comedy and Mm -hmm. the um that whole industry how you can get wrapped up and you know just in hollywood in Mm -hmm. general he i i think he lives um frick where does he live he he lives in like a small rural town like in Iowa or Ohio, Ohio, he's in mm-hmm. Ohio. And he just like, isn't he, his family lives out there. He's not in LA. He like, he's just a really down to earth guy that mm-hmm. doesn't work. I don't know. So he's, he, he knows what we know. You he knows what to we be, know. Yeah. He do- yeah, yeah. You got to be down to earth and, he, and not take mm-hmm, yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. So here's another, th- these are, these are my kind of like ending fun questions. Um. So what, like whether it's a joke or a movie or a show what makes you laugh every time something that you go back to so i i don't know if it's a joke it's just being silly like mm-hmm. my family is they're all funny i've met your family yeah I yeah poker with your family yes yes <laughs> yeah and it was a good time right oh yeah they yeah. love dave Chappelle. yeah yeah <laughs> they, they're like when's dave coming back <laughs> but um yeah so it's just silly inside jokes that i have with yeah, people yeah. um and, and so just yeah and and like my sister is one of the funniest people like she, she's she's really funny and so when i need a pick me up i just mm. laugh with her yeah like we just send funny text messages yeah. and that's i that's why i think those relationships are so important with people that surround yourself with funny people and yeah. then you have that material that you can go back to and yeah. just chuckle Mm-hmm. totally Did, was your like when you were growing up was that silliness there too like that humor that making each other laugh so yeah i i always say you know i was raised by very permissive parents they were real laid back um <laughs> which was promiscuous which, which was real fun yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> No, kids would come to our house and be like, hey, hey, is your mom home? And I'm like, oh, I thought they were here to see me. But no, like I had the cool parents. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So my parents were the fun ones. They were the fun aunt and uncle. Everybody wanted to be at our house. Um, And my mom had this friend that was really her. Her and her friend were really funny. Yeah. And they she'd come over. And um, I remember we would sit and take uh catalogs mm-hmm. and we'd write captions oh i love that <laughs> yeah I yeah that. yeah i was thinking that's kind of like an improv type yes. thing yeah yeah so we'd write whoever wrote the funniest caption so like humor was valued in our family it yeah. wasn't bringing home perfect grades right um you know it what it wasn't you know being perfect it was who who can laugh who can have fun mm. like if one of us you know slipped and fell down the stairs everybody would laugh or whoever wasn't there to see it was really upset they weren't there to (laughs) see it yeah um so having that lightness and that 
you know, growing up around that, it's it's just my like go to. It's it's yeah my, yeah. Mm-hmm. I when I was because we've talked about this, but I grew up in a very like religious household, mm-hmm. and it my mom especially was so playful and mm-hmm. funny. Um, but that was a strange dynamic of like you know, religion can be a very serious thing. Mm-hmm. And I, at a very early age, took myself so seriously. Mm-hmm. I've looked back at uh, my journals when I was like 12 and I was like, who was this kid who like, they're so severe mm-hmm. and there's, and, uh, and I feel like my humor came out like I was funny and liked being playful, but it was underneath that kind of deep seriousness. Mm-hmm. Life is pain and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and until I got really in college and after that, that was when it was like, oh, these can both be here. Mm-hmm. And I actually think it's that kind of that sine wave of mm-hmm. up and down is the best way to live. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because yeah. both are real. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what we said, you know, even thinking about a therapy session, mm-hmm. there's going to be a gamut of emotions that come out yeah. and that's how life sort of is. Yeah. And so you know, we need to be able to support our clients when they're hurting and in pain, but we also kind of need to be there to laugh with them too yeah. and have, and and celebrate those funny moments. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And and like that that like ability to kind of be regulated throughout all of that. I think that's one of the hardest things, one mm-hmm. of our hardest jobs is like to be with someone and to know that like they could be talking about something horrific that happened to them. And you might jump up to something that's silly Mm -hmm. and you're just with them through that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest parts of our job. Yeah. um, Yeah. By far. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't project that shit onto them. You Mm -hmm. have to like know yourself Mm -hmm. well enough. And that's a process. That Mm -hmm. isn't a one time thing. But Right. Right. um, Mm -hmm. I just think that that is such a strange thing that we do day in and day out. It's just like, okay, I have to just kind of be with this person be able to stay calm through it, whether they're yelling, mm-hmm. yelling at you, mm-hmm. crying, uh, laughing. It's just like, okay, you know, I've got space for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, why we have to have that lightness outside of the therapy room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see... Um, do you, like I know mindfulness. I took mm-hmm. a mindfulness class with you. Yeah. I know that's such a huge part mm-hmm. of uh, your practice mm-hmm. and uh, like just your understanding of psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, how have you seen that play a role in your ability to be a therapist and a psychologist? So, I it it helps you to stay present, focused. I think yeah. mindfulness helps you to have some separation between your thoughts mm. and you. Can you real quick define mindfulness in a way? Sure. I know we're using jargon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mindfulness is just being present. So staying in the moment, um, not worrying about the past, Mm -hmm. um, not daydreaming, Mm -hmm. not um, being an autopilot. A lot of our society is very mindless because of our electronic devices. Yeah. Um, so it's staying completely focused and engaged in what you're doing, yeah. but also having this sense of curiosity, openness, acceptance, and love. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where that playfulness yeah. comes in because we, we know life is hard. Yeah. 
Um, so you really have to, uh, if you have something in front of you, if you're being present focused and you don't like it so much, Mm -hmm. you can kind of cultivate a sense of curiosity, um, a sense of openness, a sense of acceptance. So it makes it easier to, 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 to go through whatever you're going through. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I, I love that. I think it was, that was such a newish concept to me in school because like, it's something that has seemed like within Eastern philosophy mm-hmm. and spirituality and tradition for so long. Mm-hmm. And then like finally Western psychology was like, oh, this isn't just a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. We know that like mindfulness helps your body regulate, mm-hmm. your nervous system calms down. Mm-hmm. That helps like your ability, to, like your frontal prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. to be able to think rationally, make decisions, mm-hmm. plan, not be panicking. Mm-hmm. Um but that's all heady. What you're saying is very like you get to have a sense of like, I'm not my thoughts mm-hmm. and there's space here for me to mm-hmm. be playful, to be silly mm-hmm. and to know that even if I don't like what's happening, I can still accept it mm-hmm. and move within that. Yeah. And I know it's going to end. I know it's going to end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I myself, um, I took a Buddhist uh, sort of a religions of Asia class yeah. when I was in college and nice. the Buddhist stuff. It was so freeing. Yes. Once, once I encountered that, it, it helped me with a lot. I, we all have thoughts that are um, overpowering or, you know, get in the way of mm-hmm. being our, our full selves. So that that's kind of what piqued my interest. And then I've yeah. always really liked holistic, more of the holistic uh, techniques. And then I sort of found mindfulness. And, yeah. 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 The... Tara Brock, do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's a psychologist, a meditation teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, she's amazing, and she has a book uh, called Radical Acceptance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read that. I don't. I don't read too much. <laughs> um. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't tell anyone. Right. right. <laughs> um, but one of the stories that she, because she merges spirituality mm-hmm. and mental health a lot, and she was talking about when uh, Buddha, like was sitting and there was there's this i don't know if it's like a god or a presence called mara Mm -hmm. and it's like kind of the embodiment of fear Mm -hmm. and he had like sat and laid out tea and mara comes and usually like the idea is that people react they run in fear Mm -hmm. they fight it and buddha just allowed it to be Mm -hmm. there and that Mm -hmm. was the one thing that made it go away Mm -hmm. and i remember that that image was tr- like really transformative to me of being like, oh, if I don't resist this mm-hmm. thought, and I still do this all the time, but if I don't resist this feeling of anger or of being upset with someone or whatever, that actually keeps it going. Mm-hmm. And that is liberating. Mm-hmm. But but we do everything in our culture to not feel. Yeah. 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 I uh, Yeah. When you said liberating, I, I always say mindfulness reminds us we have a choice mm. and you don't. You can feel things, but you don't have to worry about it or, yeah, do anything about it. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. It frees you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, I think if, if we can help people become more aware, mm-hmm. I feel like I've done my job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's their choice. It's everyone's choice. Mm-hmm. But I do think that people who are stuck and I've often, not often, but feel this way is like, you do have choices, mm-hmm. you do have options, and and like just that little bit of space that mindfulness can give you is 
really freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freeing, comforting. And it's nice. It It's important because there, we have way too much pressure on us. Yeah. Yeah. So when when you eliminate needing to do something, yeah. you know, that's that's really nice. And yeah. so, yeah, just my philosophy is my my um, intention every day is how can I be p- playful? How can I have fun? Yeah. Um, don't take things too seriously. Yeah, because yeah. you're gonna die. You're gonna die, you're gonna die so soon. My, yeah, but it's real <laughs> soon. Because yes, I was, you know, pra- starting my practice back in the days when you were walking in the snow. So right, yeah, I'm right. pretty old. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but you're right, and and uh, and I think that what you said earlier about like that serves the other side the serious side really well mm-hmm. that serves the side that needs to take parts of life seriously mm-hmm. one final thing i wanted to ask you and then if you had anything mm-hmm. else too um if you could give people like you have so much wisdom mm-hmm. you've seen so much uh you're a very balanced person mm-hmm. what would be like a nugget of wisdom i'm gonna call this section the nugget the, the nugget. nugget uh what would you say to people who are listening right now so number one, definitely be cool enough for Dave Chappelle to ask you to be on his podcast. Yeah, it's exclusive. I think it's an exclusive club. Uh, but no, I, I definitely, I think just find the fun, find the playfulness. Yeah. Um, like I said um, earlier, surround yourself with people that make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Um, that, that people that don't take themselves too seriously, like, like I said, my husband and I have this group of friends that we just, you can dress down, like no one cares what you're wearing. Yeah. Right. No one, like no one cares about what accomplish, like it's just about having fun and being relaxed. And I, you know, surround yourself with people that are comfortable in their own skin. Um, you know, for me, that's always a sign of a psychologically healthy person. Yeah. If you feel comfortable with someone, that means they're comfortable with themselves. Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, love your, I I guess my nugget would be, you know, love yourself, be compassionate with yourself. Um, be that person you'd want to be around. Yeah. Because, then other people are going to want to be around you and and you know that's gonna just make the world a better place yeah mm-hmm. oh i love that and if someone was like oh, that feels selfish mm-hmm. what do you say to that well self-care is not selfish i think i no. i read that on a pinterest um <laughs> right so it's true it's really true you know i don't do my reading but i do do my pinteresting i pin um (laughs) you know it's an it was an evidence-based pin right 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 um but yeah um no i you have to we have to love ourselves yeah um because when we do that then we our best selves come out it just a real quick thing if you think about um our harsh, our, our, our inner critic mm-hmm. is like working for a boss that's constantly telling you you're not good enough. Yes. Um, you, you're terrible. Yes. Um, you know, step it up. Yes. How are you going to work for that kind of person? Yeah. You're, you're going to feel terrible. And so uh, you're not, your best self is not going to come out. And so if you had a compassionate boss yeah. that said, you're, I know you're trying your best. Yeah. Uh you're you're doing a good job. I know you can do it. Yeah. You're going to feel good. Yes. And I think this has kind of been the whole theme of our talk. It's just really important to have that 
compassion and that yeah. sense of lightness because you're 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 gonna try harder you are and you're not gonna feel stressed out um and you know stress just it, it impedes performance you know yeah. there's a, a little tiny bit of stress is okay right right because you can't you, it, like it shows caring on mm-hmm, like a level but yeah and yeah. sometimes it can motivate you sure um, but too much of it, it you're just going to crash and burn. Yeah. Why live like that? Like we said, you know, it's life short. Yeah. There's, there's life brings plenty of challenges. Don't, don't also we'll be them. Per- yeah. <laughs> why, why add that? Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And I think, um, the, I read like a book about the inner critic, which is like, in psychology, it's it's kind of like um, a a part of self or like mm-hmm. a voice that a lot of people have within them. Mm-hmm. Not if you have psychosis, just mm-hmm. like as people, we have that. And that like the inner critic is driven by fear. Mm-hmm. It's afraid that you're going to end up alone with no money and no friends. And the only way it knows how to communicate is being that mm-hmm. horribly demanding boss where the goals, you, it doesn't matter if you reach the goal. It's then, then well, you're failing the next thing that like that was something that when I learned I can't actually please this thing no matter how hard I try then the game I was like oh then that's a different game Mm -hmm. and if I love myself and I'm able to be that compassionate encourager to me then I do want to do more Mm -hmm. and I do feel better about myself and and performing at a higher level so I think that's amazing and Mm -hmm. I just don't think a lot of people have a name for that Mm -hmm. um so I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you're you're on board too. Oh, I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you feel good? I feel good, and, and you know, I'm glad that you're. It sounds like you're doing enough reading for the both of us. Oh, so I'm, now, yeah, yeah. I don't feel so guilty that I I don't read. No, I'll read yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay, if you pin for you. me, I'll read for okay, you. Okay, <laughs> sure. I got you covered. <laughs> um. Yeah, and you have an article coming out. Right? I do. Yeah. I do in the Pennsylvania Psychologist. Okay. Yeah. So people yeah. can look out for that. They can look out for that. Krista Boyer. Yeah. You're on Google probably, right? Yeah. They can find me at LinkedIn. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you used Le- to be a pretty big influencer on Instagram. I, I was. Yeah. <laughs> you had like... I like stepped back from that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You mm-hmm. told me you had like tens of thousands of followers for like this fashion thing just on the side. It was just my fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Jesus yeah Christ. Just, i do like yes i like um the marketing end of things and i think that's where that came from totally but yeah mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. all right well you know from me dave Chappelle, to you dr krista boyer G- genuinely thank you so much um for being the first guest uh i love you so much right back at you i'm completely honored yeah absolutely yes. uh mm-hmm. and uh that's that Thanks. all right Thanks so much for listening to the Laughing Mind Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the Laughing Mind Podcast. And we'll see you next time.